Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, my name's Russ and welcome to My Hammers 11. Now back in 2003, there was a big survey of West Ham fans um, and they were asked to, 500 West Ham fans were interviewed and they were asked to give their opinion on their dream West Ham 11. And so it was collated and people like Phil Parks and Bobby Moore and Jeff Hurst and Trevor Brookin and Alan Devonshire were all included. Now that was 17 years ago. There's been a lot of players who have left, who have come back, left again, and so I thought it'd be a great time to resurrect this. And so that's the point of this channel. We're going to be interviewing uh, at least 500 West Ham fans in its, uh, in its, its lifetime, in terms of the channel lifetime. Um, all different ages, all over the world. Some famous, some not famous in terms of their celebrity status. And finding out their Hammers 11. Now there's a few rules we're going to abide by. Um, the first one is they have to be a West Ham fan, so we will be checking their West Ham credentials. The second is that they have to um, they have to play with a four four two in terms of their in terms of their formation. So left back, right back, two mid, two centre backs, uh, left mid, right mid, two midfields, two up front, and obviously goalkeeper as well. The third rule is it doesn't have to be the best players doesn't have to be your best West Ham 11 it's your West Ham 11 so it could be the best or my best foreign players or my worst foreign players 11 it could be uh, my uh, West Ham rubbish but we still love them fans favourites 11 be creative it's all about understanding why you love West Ham it's all about understanding the the players which you hold dear to yourself and hopefully there'll be lots of different players and lots of different stories that come out as well and so that's the whole purpose of this now I'm going to be kicking off um, the series um, in terms of proving West Ham credentials we're going to be asking all of our guests a series of questions just to prove they really are a West Ham aficionado the first question is what is your most earliest West Ham memory for me it was the 92-93 uh, season 
uh, and it was specifically um, Oxford United against West Ham at Upton Park. Um, we won for, uh, 5-3 at the end. It was my first game, um, as you can imagine me, with my club shop fresh scarf and, and beanie hat. Um, and basically, <laughs> it was it was within one minute of the kickoff, and Oxford United scored. And my granddad turned to me straight away, and he said, you're in for a lifetime of this, mate. And... I didn't believe him at the time, but now I do. And so that was my first memory. Um, the next question we ask is, as well as your first one, is what is your greatest West Ham memory? For me, it wasn't a match, it wasn't a goal, it wasn't meeting a player. It was actually the last game at Upton Park. And my memory was um, something I was very privileged to be. Now, for those of you who don't know... Um, for the last almost almost 20 years, 20 seasons, I have been the match day DJ at West Ham. So I'm the one who presses bubbles uh, when the teams come up and make sure the mics are on and stuff like that. I've done it for 20 years. Um, now, when we were playing uh, Man United at the last ever game at the bowling ground, I was actually on jury service at the time. And I had to, luckily for me, the um, the case was 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 deferred until the afternoon so I drove up to Upton Park uh, in the morning and obviously I have my my security pass and I literally spent two three hours walking around the stadium there was no one there a handful of staff putting out stuff on chairs and things like that and I could sit in my where I used to sit with my granddad when I was a season ticket holder I could walk around and just soak in the ground, you know, going to the dressing rooms, have a quick wee in the toilets, all things like that. And it was a privilege and it was something I know which no one, if, if maybe a few handful people, had the opportunity to do. And so that was my greatest ever memory of West Ham. Um, the next question is, who was your favourite player of all time? Now for me, I had I had an unusual taste of players, but for me it, it was it, you know the best player I've ever seen play for West Ham was Paolo Di Canio. The man was incredible in terms of what he could do, um, in terms of his passion, in terms of his skill. You know, every time he had the ball, it was exciting, and everyone thought something crazy was going to happen, and ninety percent of the time it did. And then the last question we ask is, is there a player that you'd love to have played for West Ham who didn't? And for me, um, the the greatest player I've seen live was Thierry Henry during the, the uh, during his Arsenal Arsenal time. He he glided. It was it was like he was skating across the pitch, and I fond fond memories of watching him getting. Oh, loved him at West Ham I'd love him I'd love him to have a go at West Ham um, so he would have been my player I would have loved to have seen play for us so hopefully that's my credentials proven now I'm going to quickly zoom through my best 11 um, for this I'm just going for my best players you know I may come back in and revisit it and, and try some, some different ones um, but I'm going for my first um, my best hammers 11 so in goal for me obviously there's you know I've seen lots of players lots of goalkeepers Rob Green was an outstanding keeper for us I think David James um, Shaka um, but for me I, th- I honestly think that that Lucas Fabianski 
is the best goalkeeper that I've seen play who for West Ham. Um, you know, for me, the goalkeeper is the most crucial position in the in the team. Um, you can see the effects last season when, when unfortunately he wasn't, he was injured, uh, and the the lack of confidence it seems to bring bring players. You know, having a, having a strong goalkeeper makes your centre backs and your and your defence more confident, which makes the midfield more confident because they know the defence is more confident, and so so forth with the with the attackers and, and the goal scorers as well. And so, for me, I think Fabianski is is the best goalkeeper I've seen play for West Ham. Simple as that. Now, in terms of left back. It has to be Julian Dix. He was you know, the first West Ham Dix, and that was the Oxford United game, and he absolutely smashed it from about 35 yards, you know, into the top corner. Amazing player, so skillful, um, and could put a challenge in as well, as everyone knows. So, it, you know, it's quite a, an obvious choice, but it would be Julian Dix. Now, right back, we've had a lot of good right backs, in my opinion. Um, you know, I would like to think that, you know, obviously people like Tim Breaker and, you know, I, I had a, a huge soft spot and always have had one for Steve Potts just because of what he did for the club in terms of, you know, the amount of games he played for West Ham. But for me, um, an unusual choice, but one I, I adored was Sebastian Schell. I just thought he was such a good right back. Um, would have loved him to have played a lot more for us but he was solid and he could put a tackle in but you know he would bomb along that right wing you know overlapping all the time so a bit strange but Sebastian Schemmel would be my my right back choice now centre backs first one it's got to be Rio you know the, the, the he was a kid when, when he obviously played for West Ham and he oozed class and I don't think we've had a player like that since he played for us so Rio Ferdinand would be my my first centre back second centre back again slightly unusual choice maybe you know I could have had Avi Martin I could have had Mark Reaper um, could have had Slavin but for me I think one of my uh, a centre back I always loved to see when their name was on the team sheet was Ian Pierce. now Ian Pierce was one of those players who was not you know not everyone knew about him outside of the the club he played in if that made sense you know but he was a fantastic player and also he could play up front as well you know he'd get some goals he was quick he was a bit of a unit and I used to every time he played I felt so much more confident when he was playing to be perfectly honest so for me Ian Pierce would be my my centre back so that's my that's my goalkeeper my back four now Midfield, right wing, tricky Trevor Sinclair has to be. He was brilliant, you know, around sort of the whole sort of you know two thousand six World Cup when he was playing for West Ham. You know, it was the first time that I can think where there was a West Ham player who was regularly in the England squad, and it was exciting to see him play. He was so quick, and obviously he'll be always known for his bicycle kicks, but also that crossfield ball for Paolo for the goal against Wimbledon. So Trevor Sinclair had to be it. Could have had someone like Matty Rush. Um, you know, I, I used to love Matty Rush or, you know, put Matty Holmes on the right wing 
or maybe go for, I don't know, someone like Hugo Porfilio, who was a great little player, but just obviously not here for too long, and so I couldn't really get myself to include him in my, my Hammers 11. Now, left wing, a little bit different. Um, I could have gone with, you know, I love Matty Etherington. I loved Laser. Old Stan Lazaridis was a fantastic player. Um, but for me, I would have played. I put old Dimi Payet on the right, on the left wing. It's a bit cheating, I know, but I'm going to put him left wing. Payet was, you know, again one of those players. You know, West Ham love this sort of enigma player. You know, having uh, him or Joe Cole or Di Canio or something like that who could just turn a game. Might be do absolutely nothing for two or three games but one game he'd be absolutely world class and that's what that player was when Payet was on form he was world class he was the you know the last I'd say proper world class player that you know could easily walk into a Man United at the, at the time when they were strong or a Real Madrid or a Barcelona he was that good he was that good and you know obviously how it all ended wasn't great but you know, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about his playing time, and he was an amazing player for us. And particularly that last season, you know, at Upton Park, you know, he brought so much joy to that sort of that season, which was already a fantastic season. He brought all the extra because of the free kicks or the or the little tricks he would do and the little touches. He was an unknown quantity when we signed him, um, but quickly established himself. It was an utter bargain, really, for what we paid for him to be perfectly frank. Now, um, midfield, my two midfielders. Um, first one, Joe Cole. Simple. <laughs> I don't think you have to say much about it. Again, you know, he was one of those Enigma players that West Ham fans love. Um, and I just, you know, I remember seeing him win the youth team with, with Carrick and, you know, what a team that was when, obviously, they, they tore Coventry apart um, in, the, in the final. Um but you know he was a fantastic player. My other um midfielder, it was a real toss up um between Scotty P and Mark Noble, but you know, gotta give it to Mr. West Ham. Gotta give it to Mark Noble. You know, Scott Parker was a phenomenal player for us and made such an impact so quickly. Um could have had someone like Kevin Nolan again, the amount of for me, you know, he had a, a huge amount of of impact on the team in terms of a captain, in terms of leading the team. Um, but that's what Mark Mark's got, and he's had for for many many years. And the fact that he's played so many games, and you know, this sort of renaissance in his career, you know, to be fair towards, you know, it looked like two seasons ago it was coming to an end really, and now the level of fitness, he's playing night, he was playing ninety minutes all the time. It's incredible, really. Yeah, I mean, we've had so many good midfielders, you know. Uh, I mean, I I loved, obviously, Bish and Johnny Monks and Mad Dog and all those types of players. And Peter Butler, I used to love. Um, but for me, it's got to be Mark. It's got to be Nobes. So that leads us to the strikers. Now, one of them I don't think is going to be... Well, both aren't going to be particularly unpredictable, to be honest. Um, the first one is, is PDC. It's got to be Paolo, as I said. He's, he's the best player I've ever seen play at West Ham. And so it makes perfect sense to have him there. Again, it's a very attacking team. I'm not looking at it in, as in general, but in isolation. Um, having, you know, Joe Cole, uh, having Dimitri Payet, having Paolo Di Canio in the same team is is quite uh, an attacking formation. But um, he was he was phenomenal. 
he really was and again a crazy player and then finally so I'm just checking I'm still waiting for my wife to come back from Marks and Spencer's and finally uh, my other my, the final striker and my final player for my Hammers 11 was Dean Ashton now you know I've could have put Trevor Morley or maybe I have got Palo Onchop I thought I used to love Palo Onchop or Freddie Canute but for me Ashton was such a revelation when he played for us he was so when he, we signed him from Norwich I remember being so excited because it's almost the same type of excitement I have now for Jarrod Bowen you know, that sort of young hungry championship player who if he hadn't got injured would have been an England regular him and Rooney up front for many many years and it was a shame he didn't play enough for us but for me it had to be Dean Ashton him and Paolo up front would be phenomenal just imagine those balls being tricked in and Ashton just holding them up knocking them off to Paolo you know and Trevor coming around and knocking it around to him such a fantastic player Ashton was and you know and he's such a nice guy as well you know he's you know and obviously the goal he scored at the Mark Noble's testimonial was a tribute to how much skill he still has you know he's still got it but um, unfortunately injury um, deprived us of many many years of Dean Ashton and again he would have been one of those players a bit like when Sinclair played for England he would have been the same he would have been playing for us and been playing for England and it would have given us a real sense of pride seeing this fantastic player turn out for England. So that was my 11. So, you know, it was, it's uh, Fabianski in goal, left back of um, Julian Dix, and then Rio and Ian Pierce in the middle, Sebastian Schemmel on the right, uh, left wing Payet, Joe Cole, Mark Noble, right wing of Trevor Sinclair, with Dino and with... Um, PDC up front hopefully um, you appreciate some of them some of them are, uh, uh, might be a bit different from what you understand and what you think it would be your West Ham 11 but uh, that's my opinion um, and that's the great thing about it is it's all about opinions no one's right no one's wrong now obviously there'll be lots of other videos coming through um, if you'd like to be involved um, please drop me an email uh, or drop me a, a Facebook message or, or a tweet or reply to this YouTube video, you know, comment, subscribe, um, and like, please. Um, and we're going to get this going. And I think it's going to be really fun and really, really interesting. And I look forward to speaking to lots of you about your West Ham 11s. Take care. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to take your body care routine to the next level. Introducing Osea's bestseller body care set, the perfect companion for your summer travels. This four-piece kit transforms dry skin to silky, soft, and glowing. It features travel sizes of Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil and Body Butter, clinically proven to improve skin elasticity, along with their anti-aging body balm and salts-of-the-earth body scrub. And to top it off, it's packed in a vegan leather bag, making it a must-have for all your summer adventures. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat yourself to glowing, healthy skin this summer with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. 
Right now, you can get the best seller's body care set valued at $78 for 33% off. Use code SUMMER to save an additional 10%. That's an additional 10% off at OCEAMalibu.com code SUMMER.